David Sparks. I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Stephen Hackett. How are you today, Stephen? I'm good, David. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Did, did you get any sleep after like you were running pretty hard there. Not as much as I would like, but that's okay. Yeah, it was a great week and a lot of good news. Um, thanks for everyone for the uh, the nice words about the interview we did with Apple last week. I thought that came out great. And since we're on a roll, we thought we'd bring in another Mac luminary to the show. Welcome to the show, Paul Cafasis. Uh, Mac luminary is perhaps aspirational, but I'll take it. I think, I think just take it, man. Don't argue with it. Thank you. It's good to be here. Paul is the proprietor of a software company called Rogue Amoeba, which, by the way, is the best-named company I think I've ever been made aware of. Well, the, the biggest problem we've always had is that people don't know how to spell rogue, and they don't know how to spell amoeba. And so fortunately, Google's out there. People can find us. But uh, yes, it's it's uh, it's a name that we've enjoyed but has had its downsides. Where did it come from? There was a poem by a poet named uh, Peter Garrett, and he there's a line. It's it's a poem called uh, Persephone and the Old Poet. And there's a line, uh, what is the line exactly? It's, he, he's discussing evolution, and it's the rogue amoeba that's split in two. And it's basically, you know, talking about the origin of all of existence uh, on Earth anyway. Uh, and that, that phrase always jumped out to me. That is surprisingly deeper than I expected. I, thank you. Good on you, man. I, you know, I name a lot of companies because of my day job. And like, I had a client once say that he wanted, his name was Juan. And he wanted to name his company the Wonderful Company. And, and I told him no. I said, no, I'm your lawyer. I can't do that. I'm literally not going to file that. you got to come up with a better name. What a, what a jerk, right? <laughs> but Rogue Amoeba, I would have signed the papers on that one, brother. Anyway, uh, Rogue Amoeba is known for its excellent audio software. In fact, it is the engine of podcasting. The last thing Stephen and I do before every episode of Mac Power Users is we push the red button in, in Audio Hijack, which is one of your many applications. But um, we want to talk to you today about audio software for sure, but also just, you know, you're a Mac Power User, you've got a lot of workflows, you run a company, and also I'm sure you've got some some thoughts on what happened last week at WWDC. So we, uh, we really appreciate you coming on. We thought you'd be the perfect guest for the week following WWDC, you know, the Bring some of your deep thoughts uh, to bear on what Apple has announced. So thanks for uh, for your assignment this week. You're setting the bar very high. I will do what I can to uh, try and clear it. Aspirational. Um, on, on more power users today, Stephen Hackett, um, Mr. Waffle, continues to go back and forth on his Apple Watch. And we're going to talk about that some more. And uh, I'm going to hit you guys up in more power users today because I am really, really confused about these Apple Watch faces. And now that we're not going to get an Apple Watch face store, I have to come to grips with it. I need to find the right watch face, and I need your help with that. So if you guys don't mind, that's going to be on the agenda later today. Weird help. Weird help. There you go. Paul, uh, so I thought we'd start kind of talking about some of the, you know, the gear you're using. Um, you're a developer, which means that your software has to run on more than the current version of Mac OS. So I, I understand that kind of has an impact on how you, you run your Macs these days. 
Yeah, well, so you said something that I hope is true for, for most developers that uh, our software needs to run on, on multiple OSs. I think there are, every once in a while, you'll see someone make a product and it'll only be for the newest OS. And I always think that that's oh my God, man, I just had the weird a negative thing, thing for, for users out there. But as you said, our products run on uh, currently all the way back to 1013. <laughs> Uh, so I have, I'm looking at my desk right now. I'm, I'm working on a MacBook Air right now, which is running 1015. And then uh, to my right, I've got an M1 Mini that obviously has to be running uh, Mac OS 11 Big Sur. So I've got, I've always got two different Macs, uh, a desktop and a laptop, and, and they're always on different OSs, which uh, can be frustrating because at DevDub last week, they announced all this new stuff and it's all great, but it's all only for the newest OS. And I know it's gonna be at least a year before I'm running two machines that are uh, running that new OS. So when it's something like uh, any, any of the sharing between machines or like universal control, I know I'm not gonna be able to use that for an entire year. That's always a little frustrating, but uh, sort of the it's it's just one of the burdens of being a developer. Yeah, and a lot of our listeners are like some of them are kind of sitting back and waiting to see this Apple Silicon transition go a little further, and then a, there's another group that you know couldn't wait to buy in as early as possible. The enthusiasts like me, frankly. Um, but I haven't talked to a developer like you. I mean, you you have very professional software, and when Apple says, hey, by the way, the little engine inside your computer is going to be a completely different engine starting in a few months. Um, how did that make you feel? And, and how did that transition go for you guys at Rogue But was it difficult or, you know, how did it go? The transition wasn't difficult because of the M1 chip, because of the Apple Silicon. It was difficult because of Big Sur and there were a whole lot of changes under the hood in Big Sur. But that could have happened just with Intel anyway. So that was the, the hardware itself changing didn't really impact anything too much for us. Uh, it's, it, at this point, it's been uh, about a year since they announced this last year, so it's been about a year since we were really working on the transition to Apple Silicon. But uh, it's something where Apple did a whole lot of work to make it as easy as possible for developers to get their software onto the new platform because, like you said, they're trying to pull people. Uh, they, 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 there, are, there is this group of people who are saying, you know, uh, I'm skeptical of this new hardware. Is everything going to work? And obviously, Apple wanted to sell the new hardware. So part of doing that was making it as easy as possible for developers to get their products. And for us, it was something that we had done. Rogue Amoeba's been around for almost 19 years now. And so we had done this back in, geez, was it 2006, 2005, 2006, yeah. uh, for the Intel transition. Uh, and that one was, Apple did a great job then. And I think they very much followed the same playbook as far as just making everything work as simply as it could, as, as with as little effort as possible on the developer's part, with having Rosetta, with having developer kits ahead of time. I mean, they basically followed the same playbook 15 years later, uh, and it all worked pretty well. So we definitely did not have a whole lot of complaints as far as transitioning over to the new hardware. Yeah, I mean, that was recent enough that I'm sure there were a lot of the same people, you know, working on it. And um, and thankfully, I mean, is there another company, Stephen, that has done these transitions like Apple has? I don't really think there is. I mean, Microsoft is really, I mean, they've got an arm kind of fork of Windows, mm -hmm. but they've never done like a bet the farm or moving the whole platform no. to a different chip. No, they've, they've had a couple of attempts at Windows on ARM and to date, none of them have really taken off. It is interesting how Apple can pick up and move and 
everyone mostly be okay. You know, it really is impressive. Uh, Paul, you mentioned there was the same game plan as 15 years ago. They even used the same branding, right? Like Universal right, Apps right. and Rosetta. Those are the words we were throwing around with the Intel transition. Just stick a number two on the end of it, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, I mean, Rosetta is like the perfect word for that, what they did with it. And, uh, like, you know, that, how, you know What's a better branding than that? Well, and, and what's so funny is that users aren't even really supposed to ever see Rosetta. Either it shouldn't be necessary or it gets installed once and then they never notice it again. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. It's phenomenal branding for something that then hopefully users never see. Yeah. The um, And it's interesting to me that coming out of last week is that there are already a subset of features that are only on Apple Silicon that the Intel Macs just don't get because I think largely it's the um, the um, machine learning uh, component of the new chip, but they're, they're already kind of forking the operating system between Intel and Apple Silicon. Yeah, I was interested to see that because Apple is still selling Intel machines right now. Yeah. And I guess the question is, assuming this is released in, it's they said the fall, so, you know, if Monterey comes out in September, are there still going to be Intel machines for sale at that point? And if so, that's a little strange that they're selling uh, a machine that can't do what the current operating system is uh, promoting. Yeah, but I think that's the right move, honestly. I don't want them to hold off on, like, like one of the things they've added is timerless dictation, which I want to use every day on my Mac. I'd hate to say, you know, hear them say, well, it's ready on Apple Silicon where we've got these extra components on the chip, but we're not going to release it because it won't work on the Intel machines. I mean, I feel like, I think they should, you know, keep, keep pushing forward and, if you want that feature, you're going to have to get the new the new machine. But if you don't want it, you don't care. 